Hello and welcome to Inspire Me Today Radio. I'm your host, Gail Lynn Goodwin. You know, in the hustle and bustle of today's world, it's easy to get caught up in living what can sometimes be construed to be a superficial life. We fill it to the brim with lots of stuff, lots of things going on, but unfortunately, sometimes not with a lot of things that truly, deeply matter. But what's more difficult is to find a way to live a fulfilling life, overflowing with happiness and with depth. Today's guest is a psychotherapist and a best-selling author whose specialty is teaching people incredibly quick and powerful methods to help them add quality and depth to their lives. You might recognize him from his numerous appearances on Oprah, CNN, from his books, from his features, and major media publications. His name is Jonathan Robinson, and I am so honored that he's here today to share his inspiration with us. Jonathan, welcome to Inspire Me Today. Thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. Well, Jonathan, let's start at the beginning. Share a little bit, if you would, please, about the story. Who are you and how did you get to be where you are and who you are in the world today? Well, I was blessed to have a very unhappy and dysfunctional family. (laughs) I like the way you put that. Because uh, it was bad enough that by the time I was 12 or 13, I had... Uh, a major uh, depression and kind of a midlife crisis, which is a good time to have a midlife crisis if you're going to have one. So I started to search for ways to be happy within myself and find peace at the ripe old age of 12, and that got me into self-help and hypnosis and meditation. By the time I was 13, I was meditating every day, and... um, it allowed me to put my hope not in money because we, we, our family had money, but in finding happiness within, and that's how I got started. Wow. So it was basically out of necessity. Rather than saying, oh, poor me, you kind of took it into your own hands and found a way to solve the problem. Right. Uh, like my sister is you know, in and out of mental hospitals, and my brother just experienced a major depression, and, you know, depression runs in my family. It practically gallops in my family. So I knew I had to find powerful methods that would help me to live a life of joy. Otherwise, I was going to have an unpleasant fate. Oh, absolutely. Well, what I, what I appreciate your sharing in such a vulnerable, real way, Jonathan, is so many times I have guests on here that their lives appear to be perfect. And Uh our listeners will hear their story and say, well, that doesn't apply to me because I have depression or I'm dealing with this or I'm dealing with that. And you came from a place that you got to where you are because you were dealing with that. Yeah. And, you know, suffering can be a great motivator. Uh, It's hard to be motivated to be better if things are great or good. And I find that most people who get into some kind of spiritual or psychological uh, self-help usually have had some kind of big difficulty in their life. Sure, some sort of trauma or adversity to overcome. Well, in in your life today, Jonathan, when life doesn't go exactly the way you want it to, and when you experience challenges, how does that strengthen you or how do you overcome them in today's world? I think everybody should find through trial and error and some searching some methods that really work for them. 
you know, all, life is, has a certain amount of adversity in it, so you can't control it. You know, we try through money or whatever means we have, but there's always going to be a certain amount of, of difficulty. Mm-hmm. So I think a person should find methods that they can actually do. And I was kind of, a, I realized I was kind of lazy, so I focused on methods that could have a pretty dramatic impact and take less than two minutes a day to do. So that was my specialty. That's doable. And I, I thought so. Uh, you never can underestimate how lazy uh, I am, but, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, funny. Well, uh, luckily, over, <laughs> over many years, I found 50 methods like that. And I have tried them all, and I, I have a few favorites. But I kind of made a career uh, telling people about these methods because, you know, they work for me, and I found that if they work for me, they would also work for other people. So as I understand, these are, your specialty is basically teaching people these incredibly quick and powerful methods. And as I understand, it adds quality and depth to daily life, yes? Absolutely. Can, can you share one or two of them with us? Yeah, over time I'll, I'll share a bunch. I mean, there, there, you can't say that one method is the key for you. That's why I, I give people 50 methods because... You know, some people like vanilla ice cream, some people like chocolate ice cream. So you have to find what works best for you. Of course. So some of them people are probably already using, and some people have never heard about. Like, here's one that can bring more depth and quality into your life is once a week, uh, schedule what you most enjoy doing in your life. And if possible, try and schedule it in every day. So this is not what people do. They normally schedule their work. They schedule doctor's appointments, but they don't schedule, say, quality time with their mate or uh, a good friend or time to play with their dog or whatever or doing an art project. So I actually schedule those things, and that way they, they inevitably happen, and that brings a lot of joy to my life. And again, it sounds so simple. But yet you're right, we schedule everything but that, and that's one of those if we have time for leftovers, then we do. Yeah, if you schedule, if happiness is, is uh, for your leftover time, you're going to have uh, a lot of leftovers in your life, not as much joy. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Jonathan, one of the things that a lot of our community members write into us about is how to deal with fear. So whether it's, you know, I've got this great idea to write a new book, I have a good idea to move to California, whatever it happens to be for this specific person, I think everyone Uh has dreams, but yet many people do, they're paralyzed by the fear and they don't take that step to move forward because of it. So how can you use the teachings, your practices to overcome fear and to basically, I guess, feel the fear and do it anyway? Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that. When I was 17, I was still very shy, and I had never been on a date. So I decided that rather than try to avoid fear or avoid rejection from women, I would reward myself for getting rejected. I said if I could get 10 rejections in one day, I would treat myself to a trip to Hawaii. So I reframed what I was going after. Uh, and a lot of people, they make avoiding fear, uh, their definition of success. So I was saying, well, if I got rejected, if I failed, I would be rewarding myself. And, you know, the first woman I went up to, I was sweating and, and <laughs> beat, 
a sweat dripping down my face, and, you know, awkward conversation ensued, and, you know, I said, would you like to go out? And she said, oh, I have a, a boyfriend, but thanks. You know, when I, tur- when I first asked her, she said, are you all right? Do you need a, do you need a doctor? Because she saw me sweating and vibrating and didn't know if I was having a seizure or something. Oh, my. But, uh, you know, as you face your fears and you reward yourself for doing that, it gets easier. By the fourth or fifth woman I met, I was feeling rather relaxed. I knew what the script was. I knew how it would go. And it was amazing how quickly, once I reframed it, uh, that I could break through that fear. And, in fact, the seventh woman I approached uh, kind of ruined it for me. I said, by now I'm feeling pretty relaxed. And I said, uh, you know, you look nice, and, and I'm trying to meet people. Would you consider going out with me? And she said, sure. And then you're and like, said, oh, no. <laughs> It was at that moment I realized I had no script for sure. You know, so I, I said, "What?" You know. <laughs> but by then I was very relaxed, and the next seven women I approached at, uh, said yes. So I had eight straight dates, and um, it gave me a good lesson to that if you reward yourself for progress, for little steps, right? Then it makes it a lot easier. So yeah. sometimes, you know, I just feel the fear and, and let it pass through me, and I encourage myself with little rewards for taking the small steps and breaking the big fears into smaller steps. It's funny. I have a girlfriend who is in direct sales, and she was telling me that she's making millions and millions a year right now, and she was telling me that when she first started a few years ago, she asked 75 people to buy her product. And three mm-hmm. said yes, and it was the last three. And from those three, she's built this magnificent company. But I found it really uh-huh. funny. She, so her philosophy is you need to get 72 no's first. In your case, you needed to get 10 no's. So did you ever get your trip to Hawaii? I did. I, I managed to get my three final rejections, which wasn't easy because uh, <laughs> by then I was feeling you know, relaxed, and, and people are attracted to people who are relaxing themselves. But I, I threw some water in my face and started vibrating again, and that got my three final rejections. <laughs> and, with, and I did go to Hawaii. You know, and, and people, uh, I've had the good fortune of interviewing people like uh, the Dalai Lama and the late Mother Teresa and Deepak Chopra and all those people. And people ask me, how do I get access to those people? And I tell them, well, when I was 17, I reduced my fear of rejection from terror to just being unpleasant. And that gave me more access to go for what I wanted in life. Excellent. Yeah, well, I always figure that if you don't ask, the answer is already no. That's true. That's true. And so you might as well ask because you are at least increasing the odds, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Jonathan, tell us about your new book. I want to hear about it. I mean, I know you've got several bestsellers already, but tell us specifically about the new one you're doing right now. Well, it's called Find Happiness Now. And obviously, the only time you can find happiness is now. And what it is, it's really a greatest hits of the best ways to increase the amount of love, balance, and joy in your life. And it's filled with these, these methods that generally can be done in two minutes or less that help you to have deeper relationships, help you to find more peace, help you to uh, create a life of balance in a, in a somewhat crazy world so I put in my favorites or what over the years people have told me have really impacted them 
and you don't have to read the book from one to end to the other. It has you know chapters like how to avoid arguing, you know, three pages on that uh, mm-hmm. of the best method, how to uh, how to go from stressed out to blissed out in 60 seconds. And I find when people learn a couple of these techniques that work for them, they can then use that like a friend for the rest of their life. And, you know, information is not transformation. You know, people know a lot of stuff. They, they know what to do, but they don't necessarily have a method that is so easy that they can actually do it in life. Mm-hmm. So the book is filled with that stuff, and uh, people seem to love it because it's very, very practical. When we were talking earlier, Jonathan, you mentioned you had these little short exercises to take someone deeper and add more meaning to life. You said you had about 50 of them that, you know, vanilla mm-hmm. and chocolate might work for other people. Is this the book that has those 50? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh-huh. And has the book already been launched? It's out about two weeks, and so far it seems to be doing uh, extremely well. Oh, that's excellent. Well, I definitely will go pick up a copy. And to our listeners, you guys already know this, but I'll tell you again. Just come on back to Inspire Me Today. Click on the search box. Put in Jonathan Robinson. And from there, we'll make sure we put the links that you can just click directly on that link and go buy Jonathan's book, Find Happiness Now. I like the way you call it, The Greatest Hits. That definitely makes me want to just go read this book, and I love the fact that I can pick it up and flip open to any page, and I'm I'm one of those people that I know that when I need to hear something specific, I'll find it just by letting the book fall open as it may, yeah. and it sounds like your book is made specifically to do that. Right. You know, everybody, we don't have a lot of time nowadays, and, and people want something that they can use right away that really can make an impact, so I tried to write a book that uh, I actually would read. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Well, you inspire, I mean, I know you've interviewed, as you said, some of the world's greatest people. Who inspires you? You, you spend so much time inspiring so many of us. Who inspires you at this point in life? Or what inspires you? Well, certainly the Dalai Lama, you know, he had a hard life. Most of his family was tortured or killed, and he's a very joyful person. And I asked him, a few questions and got some great answers from him. He said, uh, I said, what leads to your joy? And he said, the main thing is he's focused on kindness. He said, when he does acts of kindness for strangers or friends, that brings him joy. And in fact, that is one of the 50 methods in the book in that uh, people who focus on little acts of kindness for friends or strangers immediately boost their own level of happiness. So it's a win-win, you know, somebody feels good, you feel good. Funny how that works, huh? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm focusing on that now because, you know, I I was brought up being kind of a a selfish guy, and it feels good to expand my world and and focus more on how I can give back. Um, Another thing he said which really impacted me is that he's focused on gratitude, and we all know that gratitude is a nice thing, but he said, he used the words, <clears throat> the discipline of gratitude. And I said, what do you mean the discipline? And he said, well, I try to say thank you from my heart. Not just saying thank you, you know, somebody brings him something, thank you. But he really, every time uh, a blessing comes into his life, even something small, like thank you for this 
nice day. Thank you for this tree outside my window. Thank you for this call. Thank you for this information. Thank you for the, my computer. Thank you for my smartphone. And he really says it from his heart, and that helps him to feel incredible gratitude. So I like to focus on that because that really does make me feel full. And a lot of people, they're always focused on what they don't have. And if you focus on what you don't have, you will feel uh, empty. Sure. And that's the, the situation a lot of people uh, are in right now. No, that, that definitely. Gratitude makes such a difference. And it's kind of funny. I, I would expect that from the Dalai Lama. And my reason for saying that, Jonathan, is one of the questions that I ask when I interview people like you, people like, you know, whom, like Richard Branson, whomever, is what steps or practices do you do each and every day as part of your regular routine that keep you on track? And mm-hmm. I'll bet 90% of the luminaries that I've interviewed, gratitude is the first word out of their mouth. Interesting, yeah. Exactly. But, you, know, you, have, you have to find uh, a, a practice of gratitude that is part of your day. And what I like about just saying thank you from my heart is that it doesn't take any extra time. And, you know, I'll, I'll look at whatever scene I'm in and try to feel gratitude for that, even if it's a little unpleasant. You know, I'm in traffic, and I, I say, well, first of all, thank you for my car, and thank you that I'm listening to some inspiring radio and then, you know, somebody cuts me off, and I'll say, well, thank you for that guy, because I'm trying to learn compassion, and the best way to learn compassion is from a jerk like him. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely puts it all there, doesn't it? It does. Well, okay, it leads me to my next question, and I'm sure gratitude is going to be one of your answers, and maybe some of your 50 things, but Jonathan, you are a busy guy. I mean, you've got best-selling books, you're interviewing rock stars, you're, you know, Doing the work you do in the world, what keeps you grounded? What keeps you personally on track? Uh, having friends who can inspire me and who are honest, and that really helps because uh, my friends aren't into the fact that I'm an author. They are into whether they feel uh, my sense of honesty and depth. So I try to stay out of being too busy and it ends up that the number one thing that correlates with human happiness is the depth and quality of your friendships. So I try to focus on that, and they help keep me very grounded. You know, in this culture, we're taught that uh, success leads to happiness. But that's really not true. More money does not make people happier. uh, It's actually the other way around. Happiness leads to success. So happy people tend to make almost a million more dollars over the course of their life than unhappy people, and they live nine years longer, and they raise happier kids, and they have half the rate of divorce. So I think of it as part of my job is to take really good care of myself, uh, create a joyous life, because when I'm doing that, I can actually give back to my friends and other people much more effectively. That's excellent. Great answer. I like that one. Well, as with that answer, I am very grateful to you, Jonathan, not only for taking the time for the books that you're writing, for the light you are in the world, but really for the insights that you're sharing right here, right now with our listeners. This is good information that I know that they it's practical. They can put into play in their lives right away. If you were to summarize your greatest wisdom, just in a paragraph or so, what have you learned that you'd want to pass on to others right here, right now? 
Well, that's a lot of pressure. Let's see. Isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's my very favorite question. Um, I think that uh, I would encourage people to seek out a method or methods that allows them to let go of their negative emotions more easily so that they can get back to the peace and love and joy inside them that exists right now. I think that's different for different people. They have to try a few things. But in the moment, there's always peace. But we have to get better, like like kids, of letting go of the negative emotions so that we can enjoy our birthright of this wonderful present moment. Mm, I just feel warm and fuzzy and hugged just listening to that. <laughs> Good stuff. And I imagine your new book, Find Happiness Now, will give folks easy, tangible solutions, easy steps that they can take. And I'm sure everybody will find at least one that will work for them to bring that sense of peace into their lives and to also deepen their connections, their relationships, and bring about more happiness. So I hope so. I, I, I think uh, I would encourage people to experiment, explore, and see what works for them. Yeah, Jonathan, what about playing? Is that part of this? Because sometimes people take the quest of happiness so seriously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a a sense of uh, humor and play. You know, really, we're trying to actually experience life a little bit more like kids. You know, kids play. They they have negative emotions. They let them go really quickly. And so it's really something very natural. But Mm -hmm. we develop some bad habits. So, yeah, I try to give room and a priority to play. You know, a lot of people don't do that. They may play something that will happen someday in the future. Uh, Or even when they, quote, play tennis, they're not really playing tennis or competing at tennis. So my dog is my my play teacher. I hired her to teach me and remind (laughs) me about play. And she's quite a professional. She's very good at what she does. She has to know my dog. It's funny. When I do too many interviews or when I do something back-to-back that I'm in front of my computer for too long, he'll literally go outside, get his toy, come to the door, and he'll bang on the door with his toy like, come on, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And he gets it. It's like, and I can't help but say no to him. He's so gorgeous that I just drop what I'm doing and I laugh and I go outside and roll around with him and play and throw sticks and do whatever. And he loves it. And I think that that's part. He is is my daily reminder as well. And and to take those reminders and say, you know, not resist it, to say, oh, yeah, thank you for that reminder and give it some space because, you know, there's few things that are really more important than play that's... That's a priority as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's kind of funny that we think we have to work and succeed and get ahead and plan for the future and all this serious linear brain kind of stuff. And if you ask, well, why do you think you need to do all that? Well, so I can take time to relax and play. Exactly. And it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) What if you could do that now? What if you could enrich your life each and every day by adding some of that now? And yeah, I, I, few, find that, I find that the days that I do that, Jonathan, I actually get more accomplished rather than less. You said it well. I can't say it better than that. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't some brilliance that I had. It was more so on the days that I go work out, on the days that I go for a walk with Coda, on the days that I go and, and take the time to meditate, the things that I think take too much time that I don't have time, I'm a busy person. I have important things to do. 
And when I take the times for those things, everything else falls in place easier. I don't know well, why you, it works that way. Maybe, maybe you have some insight. I think that's the universe's way of saying you're on the right track. Good way to put so, it. So, you know, we, we know what to do, but we do have to come up with these simple ways to, that don't take too much time that allow us to get back on track. And that's what shows like yours or books like mine are really about. Perfect. Well, it's just a gentle, loving nudge, a little reminder to say, hey, life doesn't have to be so hard, and it actually can be fun, and it actually can give you time and space to be happier and go deeper. So I really appreciate everything that you've shared with us today, Jonathan. Let me ask you this. With everything you've already accomplished, a lot of the things you've already done, if you had just one more thing that you could accomplish or experience in your lifetime, what would it be? Well, enlightenment sounds pretty good, uh, whatever that is. But <laughs> start with the small things, huh? <laughs> yeah, start with the small things. I am going to Turkey in a month to help the Syrian refugees. I'm looking forward to that. I think, you know, my life's been very blessed. So being able to give back that way is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a you know, outer wish that, you know, I could help people less fortunate. But as far as an inner wish goes, that um, I can, you know, keep on letting go of the stuff that's in the way of being a more loving person. And that's a lifelong task and, and, or, or joy. And, uh, you know, it, it, it takes time and, and a little bit of dedication, but uh, that, that seems to be what I'm working on right now. Makes life worthwhile, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Jonathan, again, thank you for taking the time and being with us today. Is there anything else about your new book or any other work you're doing that you'd like to share with us in closing? Well, I do have a, a website that offers a lot of free stuff on it, including people can get 45 minutes of my favorite uh, audio downloads about happiness. And there's free articles, all that stuff. And the website's uh, FindingHappiness.com. Finding happiness.com. Terrific. And we'll go ahead and make sure we put that link directly on Inspire Me Today, also along with the link to buy your book, Find Happiness Now, so that to our listeners, I know many of you listen to this podcast when you're running or hiking or doing whatever you're doing or driving in the car in traffic. Don't worry. Just come on back to Inspire Me Today. Go to the search box. You know where it is. Put in Jonathan Robinson, and there you'll find the link to Jonathan's free goodies on his site, as well as where you can support his work by going out and buying the book, Find Happiness Now. I have no doubt that's going to be a number one bestseller. Jonathan, so again, thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. And um, just a real honor and a real pleasure to have you here today. I know I'm going out and buying your book because I want to read this. I think this will be a fun well, one to have on the coffee you. table. I appreciate your enthusiasm and for putting good information out there. You're the one that's providing the information, so thank you for that. I greatly appreciate it. You're very welcome. To our community, thank you for spending part of your day with us. We really appreciate you guys. Come on back again next week. We'll bring you inspiration from another incredible luminary. And until then, remember, it's only when you have the courage to step off the ledge that you'll realize you've had wings all along. We love you. We're here for you. We'll see you tomorrow. And thanks again for stopping by.